Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Thursday, Auburn Game Week Thursday. We've got keys to the game. That's what we're doing today. Keys to the game, I've got four and then a free space. So I'm going to start with the free space and then give you four more keys to the game. If Ole Miss is going to beat Auburn on Saturday night, here are the most important things, in my opinion, that it will take for Ole Miss to win this game. So that's what we're doing today on this little podcast. I appreciate you guys making it a part of your day every time that you do. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have not already, wherever you get your podcast, just search Rebel Report and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm still calling it Twitter. I know it's X now, but Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R. K-E-Y, I occasionally have a good tweet. Sometimes I'm kind of live tweeting during games. And so sometimes I'm really doing a great job of selling here. Sometimes I am worth following on Twitter uh, every so often. Anyway, so I'd appreciate you following me there. And uh, let's get started with the free space. That's what we're going to begin. The, the free space, the obvious, is the emotions of the game. It's been talked about a lot this week, understandably so. Hugh Freeze back in the SEC coaching against Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin was candidate number one for the Auburn job, ultimately turned them down after a long courtship that ended with Lane Kiffin telling them no, despite what very few, I think anyway, but despite what some people that cover Auburn and one uh, radio host here in Mississippi apparently uh, also thinks uh, Lane Kiffin was candidate number one at Auburn. He did turn down that job despite it getting weird at the end of last year and that situation, frankly, not being handled very well. He ultimately chose to stay at Ole Miss. There's a lot of emotions involved in this game. Luckily, though, as we've talked about before, it shouldn't be this way for the players. The Auburn players, I assume, couldn't possibly care less about Hugh Freeze and why he got fired at Ole Miss before the 2017 season. I cannot fathom them actually giving a crap about that. And as we talked about before, frankly, I can't fathom Ole Miss players giving a crap about that. I I would venture to guess that maybe, maybe a couple of players at best. And that's probably a stretch, honestly. I mean, my guess is like Cedric Johnson, for example, uh, was possibly, possibly contacted by Hugh Freeze's staff, maybe, if the time, because he was a 2020 recruit, right? And and Hugh Freeze was fired before the 2017 season. I, I don't know, either way. Ole Miss's roster wasn't coached by Hugh Freeze. I mean, that that is long gone as well, and you guys know that already. So I don't think the players really uh, give a crap, uh, for lack of a better phrase. They won't get caught up in the emotions of the Hugh Freeze playing Ole Miss thing. Now, it's still a game on the road, and, and that matters. It's still an SEC West game. It's uh, There's a lot on the line for Ole Miss, uh, for sure. So that's part of it. But the emotions of Hugh Freeze uh, should not, and I don't think will impact the players on the field, as we've talked about before. I believe Ole Miss is battle-tested. I think that they've um, 
experienced uh, adversity, both in injuries and uh, just in the courses of games. And they've lost a game and had to bounce right back and play LSU and played well and beat LSU and were down two scores in the fourth quarter in that game and came back and won. And we're down in the fourth quarter against Arkansas and we're down late against Tulane. And, and they, they found ways to win all of those games and they've been battle tested. They've experienced injuries and they've gotten through it. Uh, it, it seems like it's a really mentally tough team. So the emotions are certainly not something that they're going to get caught up in. But I would be surprised if the atmosphere is even something that, like, quote-unquote, intimidates uh, them in this game. But the emotions at the top are, are the free space, especially involving Hugh Freeze. Uh, you know, I mean, because he, he is a human being, after all, that this game will matter uh, a little bit. It, it will feel a little bit different for him, a lot of bit different for him. And I assume Lane Kiffin, and I'm trying to read between the lines on, on what he has said publicly, I assume he really wants this game uh, as well. But what should be encouraging to you, at least publicly, uh, both in press conference setting and on uh, on social media and stuff, he seems really locked in, and that's anecdotal, and I don't like doing anecdotal stuff like that or something that I can't quantify, really, uh, but he is at least saying all the right things uh, this week. His demeanor is that of somebody that appears to be really focused. There's no trolling. There's nothing. It's um, He seems pretty locked in, and, and why does that matter? On a weekly basis, frankly, it, it doesn't, but when you've got the unique circumstances around this game and you've got the sample size of how he has handled Alabama week, um, I think that's noteworthy. Uh, th- this could have been a week where he could have trolled and said things and tweeted things and done the press conference stuff, and, and he didn't do uh, any of that. How much does that matter on the actual field on Saturday? Maybe a lot, maybe nothing. I, I don't know. We're going to find out. But I do think that it is worth looking at his demeanor this week and, and what that means, at least publicly he has not uh, allowed the the unique circumstances of this game to dictate the way he acts about this game, unlike Alabama, where the circumstances around that game have caused him over the years uh, to act differently, frankly, uh, about that game. This one, so far anyway, as of Thursday morning, uh, not so. Hasn't acted that way, and that should uh, be encouraging. But that's the free space, the emotions. Which coach handles the emotions of this game better. And it's all about the coaches and fans as well, if you want to throw yourselves in there, because the players, as I said, should not particularly care. Before we get into the rest of the keys to the game, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website if your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. I mean anywhere in Mississippi. If you're a Mississippi business, and you need office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, whatever it is. If it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, and you're in Mississippi, absms.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Banklet. Then make you their priority. They got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one located in your backyard. Uh, they will treat you right every time you go, just like they have me. Trust me. Um, like I've told you before, they don't know 
that I have the, the tellers, the, the people that work at my priority one bank location don't know that uh, we are in a partnership together. They have no idea who I am or what I do. And I like it that way because they treat me. Uh, they treat me well and they treat me just like I am another customer. And uh, you'll get the same treatment at your local priority one bank location. Priority one bank makes you their priority. All right. Key number one is uh, one that I'm stealing from the Arkansas game. It's key number one. It's smart dart is what I'm calling it. I think Jackson Dart uh, in this game doesn't have to be special. And really, I apply that to basically the entire team. But as you know, quarterback is the most important position on the field. Ole Miss is significantly better at quarterback than Auburn is. And I think if Jackson Dart just plays within himself, doesn't turn the football over, hits his checkdowns, doesn't take any risks, runs when he has to, controls the team and the emotions of the game, Ole Miss will win this game. Jackson Dart doesn't have to be special. He doesn't have to throw for 450 on 28 of 32 passing and five touchdowns. He doesn't have to do any of that. He just has to play within himself, play under control. Don't take. He doesn't have to take too many risks. He doesn't have to play above his head. He just has to play to his capability and play mistake-free football. If you get a smart game, if you get a smart game from Jackson Dart, and this one kind of uh, slips into key number two. They're, they're kind of the same, so I'm going to mush them together. But if Jackson Dart in particular just plays smart football, if he protects the ball, if he doesn't take risks, uh, then Ole Miss will win. As I've said to you guys before, I'll say it again right here, I don't believe Auburn can beat Ole Miss's A game. Frankly, if Ole Miss plays their A game, I don't think Auburn can keep it close with Ole Miss, if, if I'm being fully transparent. And that starts with the quarterback. If he's clean, if he's smart, if he protects the ball, I don't see a scenario in which Auburn can beat that version of Ole Miss and that version of Jackson Dart. Key number two is uh, to keep it clean. So this applies to the rest of the team as well. Uh, defensively, uh, coverage busts, I mean... It, I say you can't afford it. You, you shouldn't be, You shouldn't afford it. I think Ole Miss can get away with a lot in this game, if, if we're being honest, because I think that they are simply the better team than Auburn. However, uh, to bury them early like they should, to quiet the crowd down and just kind of keep everything um, in their control, early coverage busts uh, can keep Auburn in this game. Penalties, whether it be holding or pass interference or bad special teams play, stuff like that. That is what's going to keep Auburn in this game, is if Ole Miss allows Auburn to stay in this game. So they got to keep it clean, be penalty-free, especially on first down. And I know in the Arkansas game, a lot of those penalties were questionable. But Ole Miss has had successful first down plays that have been called back from penalty too often uh, this season. They've been really bad on third down on both sides of the ball, but especially defense. If you force Auburn into third and medium and third and long, then you really don't need to do whatever this soft zone uh, that they've been running lately because neither Robbie Ashford uh, nor Peyton Thorne can and should beat you consistently with their arm. So you don't have to be afraid of that. I think Ole Miss, in all of those facets, uh, penalties, turnovers from the quarterback, any kind of, of coverage bust, uh, bad special teams like punting or whatever, if they keep it clean in this game, so that's key number one and two kind of combined. Jackson Dart only has to play within himself, and if he does, they'll win as long as the rest of the team keeps it clean. If they play in a clean, if they play a clean football game, they will win. Key number two slash three 
is uh, keep Robbie Ashford in check, whether you use a spy or whatever. Ole Miss defensively, I think I assume their game plan is going to be keeping a lot of numbers in the box and focusing on stopping the run. And Peyton Thorne himself, uh, despite him struggling mightily throwing the football, he's actually a sneaky, pretty good athlete and good runner uh, as well. That is how Auburn has had successful drives. The few and far between successful drives uh, have been uh, really related to those guys making plays with their feet. And um, I think Ole Miss will be very well served to keep a spy on, frankly. Uh, you can't do that with da- with Daniels from LSU, for example, because he can beat you with his arm consistently. I don't think Auburn can. Auburn doesn't have the weapons at wide receiver that should really scare Ole Miss's secondary either. So I, I would expect them to, to kind of load the box up, put a lot of numbers in the box, spy the quarterback, and if Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne, you know, if they beat you, then tip your cap and say, well, I guess, I guess you're the first because uh, they can't consistently throw the football or move the football on anybody not named an FCS team. It is a really, really bad offense, but they do a couple of things well, and it's in the running game. They've got a pretty good backfield. Uh, they, they've got the quarterbacks that can move the ball with their legs. I I would say I expect a heavy dose of Robbie Ashford in this game, but I don't understand why at this point of the season we have not seen a heavy dose of Robbie Ashford in any game. I don't understand what Hugh Freeze is doing with the quarterback position. It seems like there's no rhyme or reason to when uh, he subs or why or whatever, uh, but um, it's not like either one is really consistent at all at throwing the football. I've talked to a an Ole Miss fan friend recently, and he's like scared of Robbie Ashford. He's like, I hope that Hugh doesn't go all in on Ashford. And I, I understand the sentiment, but there's a reason that he's not playing much. Because, yeah, he's a good athlete, but it can't consistently complete passes. They are both bad, but they can do the one thing well. If Ole Miss loads the box, if they tackle well, uh, if they keep the quarterback run in check, Auburn doesn't really present any challenges uh, to you at all uh, in that regard. So Spy Ashford stopped the run, key number two slash three, and key number three slash four. This is an obvious one. Find offense absent Jordan Watkins. And and who is that going to be if he can't go? I know Lane said this week they anticipate him playing, but uh, let's operate, at least on this edition, uh, under the assumption that he does not play. Where does that offense come from? I know Trey Harris is exceptional, and I expect him to have a big game. I know Dayton Wade is very useful and reliable, and he's done it a lot uh, for you, and I think that your one-two punch at wide receiver, absent Watkins, is still very, very good and can give Auburn fits. But where else do you get offense from? You can't, especially against a defense like Auburn's, which is good and capable and and on the road, you need more than just two options in the receiving game uh, to really feel good uh, about what you're able to do. Who is it going to be? Are they going to emphasize... Uh, Caden Priestcorn more in the middle of the field. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a, a bigger factor in the game plan this week. But what other receiver steps up? Is Zakari Franklin finally, finally uh, healthy enough to, to give you something? He hasn't looked 100% post-surgery uh, with the off week. Uh, maybe uh, that helped a lot, having those two weeks of rest, additional rest to get him closer to 100%. I think he's better than what he has shown you so far. Uh, has the off week allowed Aiden Williams to, to get prepared to have a role like this? Where does that come from? Do you use running backs more out of the backfield? Are uh, Judkins and Bentley used uh, in the pass game more? They're both capable of catching the ball and 
Uh, they're both really good in space uh, if you can get them out there. So finding offense absent Watkins because um, if they are able to do that wherever it comes from, I mean, can Auburn really guard Harris uh, as well as Wade, as well as Priestcorn, as well as the backside of the backfield? I mean, can they do it? I don't think so. Uh, but somebody's got to step up and fill the void of Jordan Watkins' production if he cannot go. Who will that be? If anybody becomes that guy, Auburn's going to have a really hard time stopping this Ole Miss offense, just like they had a really hard time stopping the LSU offense uh, last week in Baton Rouge. So there are your keys to the game. Free space, keeping the emotions in check. Jackson Dart playing a smart football game. Has to just keep it within himself. If he does, they will win. Keep it clean. The rest of the team, keep it clean. Play mistake-free game. And Auburn does not have the horses to run with you. Uh, Spy Ashford, stop the run. Keep him in check. That is the only way that Auburn's offense will have success is if you let the quarterbacks get out of the pocket and run and beat you there. And finally, find somebody, anybody, will somebody step up and fill the void of production that Jordan Watkins possibly leaves behind. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will do a post-game reaction, of course, after Ole Miss and Auburn. I will talk to you guys then. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you on Saturday evening. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.